This is an MVP podcast, My Village Productions. Welcome to Sipping to You, show where we explore the random thoughts that pop up at inconvenient times. I'm your host, Andy. Hello. It's me. Smoke weed every day. And we're back. You guys, it's May. It's gonna be May. Oh, yeah. I didn't see a lot of that in April. Yeah, thankfully. I think it's. I think we're done with it. I don't think. I, maybe I just missed it. Maybe. I think I just missed it. I wasn't on social media that much. But yeah, it's May, so welcome to Taurus season. You're welcome. I'm exhausted. I'm physically exhausted right now. I'm tired just because it's Taurus season. It's your birthday month. I know. I got my emerald on. Got my emerald on. Nice, we got a camera, nice. so I'm showing it to the camera. Yes, I have nice. to now because we're recording a podcast. Yes. You got to talk about the visuals. Yes. It's fun. It's fun it for is. everyone. May also brings us Gemini season, but that's dark. So we're not going to get there I love yet. We're Gemini not going to talk season. about that. That's May 20th nonsense. Gemini. That's got nothing Gemini to do with season is fantastic. <laughs> and I don't know what you're talking about. It's the about. opposite of Taurus season. Taurus season, sit down, eat a pizza, take a nap. You know, Gemini season, do all the activities. Utter chaos, standing yeah. up, running around, too mm. much energy, can't keep your thoughts straight. Hate it. I hate it. Absolute chaos. I love it. Maybe it's because I am part Gemini, so. Part Gemini. I mean, my mom's a Gemini, so technically I'm 50% Gemini. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wish I wish that's how, like, if Zodiac worked with DNA. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm, I'm half Gemini, half Cancer. <laughs> But actually a Taurus. Well, what is that like my rising or my something is Gemini? Is it your rising is your Gemini and then your moon is an earth sign? Because I think your moon is an earth sign. And I was like, I don't see it. Aren't you like a Capricorn or a Virgo? No. No? Are you all nonsense? Pisces and Gemini. Two Geminis? I don't know. No, you're not two Geminis because you're. It's whichever one is like how people see me. That's your rising. Yeah. So that's a Gemini. And then your son is Pisces. Uh-huh. You know what's funny is I have it on my... You do, because we, we did it together. Am I doing this? Should I look it up? It's on my tablet. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. You're Everybody to, hold. You're about to read read me for filth for I my thought you were a, mishandlings um, of astrology. I thought you had some kind of earth, because I remember thinking, that's not right. Was it cancer? No. No, because I'd be like... Where? <laughs> These are the questions. <laughs> Who? So yeah, your sun is Pisces, your moon is Gemini. Yes. Your rising is Capricorn. Okay. And that's where I was like, I don't I don't see it. This has nothing to do with the episode. It does. So sorry everyone. So we <laughs> this on this here day. Well, on May 22nd, if you want to get specific. There you go. May 22nd is is it National Craft Distillery yes. Day? Okay, so Nationwide Craft Distillery Day, which is, means you get to drink fancy liquor. Alcohol. But like good locally made yes. alcohol from your neighbors and friends. No, but like legally, <laughs> they they make like, it legally. I don't want Hank's moonshine. You do though. That's the thing though. You do because you know what Hank doesn't have to do? Follow the rules. So you I could mean, just be drinking like 90% well, sauce. And I'm tainted by moonshine because I automatically think of like prohibition days. Yes. Like where they were poisoning the alcohol. The government like, started. Yes. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But also people initially, so, so we'll get into it. I see moonshine and I'm like, stay away. Oh, no. Modern day moonshine's really <laughs> good. It's really good. There's one. That I just know the history of it. I don't know the name. There's and a, I raise an eyebrow. Yeah, there's there's a brand in Colorado currently exists. It's like legal. Mm-hmm. And it's actually moonshine. Mm-hmm. And it's um, apple pie flavored. I've had it. It's, it it's does delicious. what it's supposed to do. It's very strong. It gives what it's supposed to gave. Mm-hmm. But before that, because Andrew's a game player, a player of games. Yes. All day. Every day. I want to play a game. <laughs> I, don't, I don't 
Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? You go first. That's okay. Fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought this was an appropriate tourist season question. Oh, no. Would you rather only be able to use a fork and no spoon or only be able to use a spoon and no fork? I'm... I hate this question. Really? Why? Because I, when I don't, I don't like not having the proper utensil. Ah, you think there's rules. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, I can't stab something with a spoon. Yeah, you can. It's not going to stick. I've eaten, like, many a savory dish with a spoon before. So to answer your question. <laughs> yeah, so what? So, so coming from the standpoint of a foodie um, who's just, like, respects food, you know, yeah. you got to have a spoon. And I'll okay. tell you why. Okay. Because if you don't have access to something in which to scoop the sauces, you're missing out on 80% of the experience. You and can I, scrape it with the fork. Well, but it depends on what it is, right? True. So, like, if, if I'm eating ice if cream, it's not thick enough, right? And I have my melty ice cream because mm -hmm. I got sensitive teeth. Okay. I can't enjoy my melty ice cream now because I have a fork. You're right. Right. I mean, you but could I could drink cut. It. You could, right? But you can, if you get a good tender steak, you could cut it with a spoon. You could get in there and yeah. slice it. You could. You could. I've never I've tried done that before. Some things I've had enchiladas. I eat enchiladas with a spoon. <laughs> Just because I'm trying to get all the sauce, That's all fair. the cheese. Enchilada sauce is delicious. Right. So like you could, there's a lot of, I think people think of spoons for like um, soups and like liquidy stuff, but like they. It they, literally said underneath the question, I'm sure you like soup. Do you need a spoon? Do you need a spoon? And the answer is yes. Because the broth is honestly doing the heavy okay. lifting. Imagine a pho without a spoon. I mean, I don't like pho, but yeah. Oh God. See, you're one of those people who doesn't eat food, right? I don't like pho. Why? It's so, it's so. I don't it's, like the taste of it. It just, it's the, it's the I, process. I actually don't like the taste of the broth. I don't like bone broth. I don't like bone broth either, but that's because I'm a vegetarian. Yeah. But before that, I did because it's like complex flavors. You got mm -hmm. the umami, you got the fat, you got the, the slow cook, you skim the scum. Mm -hmm. Those who know, know what I'm talking about. I don't even eat scum no more because I don't even eat meat. It's my, very important. My mom once had to eat yogurt with chopsticks. Bruh. <laughs> 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 okay, what do you mean had to eat yogurt? So she was working downtown and she like had left super early and she had she brought yogurt from home to eat for breakfast. And okay. she was sitting in her office and she was like, Oh, I gotta eat my yogurt. Right. Well, she forgot to bring a spoon and the office didn't have no spoons. Wow. And so she went to the kitchen and the only thing that was in the drawer was a pair of chopsticks. So she literally Look. sat there and ate <laughs> yogurt with chopsticks honestly i respect the hustle i do the exact same thing i was uh, like i imagine it was just like dipping and then like you're just like licking the there chopsticks. was there was one time i think i was i think it was like a road trip or something and i didn't have a spoon or i couldn't find it and so i was i sanitized my index finger and i was just eating it with my finger i was like the original spoon these are the original utensils but i did i like i cleaned under the nail yeah. real good because i was like okay we're gonna we're gonna enjoy this yogurt. Yeah. but that's why americans invented gogurt yes yogurt on the go was there a mobility issue with yogurt before? apparently because your mom had to have chopsticks you know what you could have had that day a, a gogurt. gogurt just tubed it right into her gullet god Wild. bless that's funny yeah i would rather have a spoon okay, okay. andrew Mm -hmm. Would you rather be able to dodge anything no matter how fast it's moving? Okay, Ooh, that's <gasps> fun. Or be able to ask any... Okay, this, these don't correlate at all. Or be able to ask any three questions and have them answered accurately. Truth, Like, just have somebody truthfully on <laughs> answer your questions okay. or dodge anything. But, like, is it, like, once I ask the three questions, I'm done? That, and, that's, and that's the impression I'm getting because it just says... 
any three questions and have them answered accurately. I would want to dodge things. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why my mind immediately went to like bullets. Oh, uh, see, I, like, I could be to, like, huh. I was thinking fast cars and then I was like bears. I don't know. Yeah. Charging bears. I don't, I don't know who's firing ammunition at me. Didn't do anything. No. Yeah. I don't know. But that's, I don't know why that's immediately like, I want dodge bullets. I'm going to be Neo in the yeah, Matrix. Exactly. <laughs> I went Which to. Every 90 kids dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they want to do that that back, like. Bend. Yeah, bend thing. We don't have the core strength, though. No. I went to Zumba last week just to get my cardias in. Nice. Like a, nice. Like a proper 35 year old adult woman. Yes. And, um,. We were doing like a twerk session. Sometimes you just gotta like let the spirit move you. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then I just hit it. I just hit a Neo, and it was very funny. Nice. Everybody laughed. And those are the questions. Yes. <laughs> so you have some fun information on Colorado prohibition to share with us yeah. today. Yeah, prohibition in Colorado, and it's it's fun adventures. Firstly, let's start start with the source. Yes. Because I, I was like, this is fun. So um, this is from Colorado Magazine. Okay. Volume fifty. Okay. It was released in the winter of nineteen seventy eight. So good year, good year. Lots of cooking. <laughs> anyway, title of the article: "Moonshine and Murder: Prohibition in Denver" by James E. Hansen II. Moonshine and murder. Why does that sound like a song that like John Denver Denver would? I'm a hundred percent sure there are multiple um, country and folk Americana blues songs titled "Moonshine and Murder," and it's all female artists because all yeah. the men talk yeah, about yeah, are yeah. like pretty women and partying in fields. I went to um, the four by another aside. I went to the four by four store yesterday and they were playing some country music, but it was like good. And I was so, like, what station is this? Ever since I've been back, come back from Nashville, I've been on like a really mm. big country kick. And Country's I'm like, great. really getting into like the newer stuff, which mm -hmm. is interesting because for the longest time I was like new country music. is trash. It's just pop. Yes. It's pop with twang voice. All right. So fun fact that I learned in this little this little foray into history here. Okay. Was that the 18th Amendment, which was the uh, prohibition of alcohol in the United States of America. Okay. 18th Amendment was ratified in uh, January of 1919. Okay. So one thing to keep in mind is you're about a year into the uh, influenza pandemic of 1918. Mm -hmm. It's 1919 and Americans were like, you know what? We're all sick and dying. We're arguing about masks. Let's also stop drinking alcohol. So it was just like culturally not doing well. Yeah. <laughs> but the fun fact for Colorado was we actually started prohibition in 1916. And it was put on our ballot in 1914. Interesting. And people voted for it. Interesting. Right? But here's the gig. Colorado voted for it. Denver did not. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Why does that? Why is that one hundred percent on brand? Denver was like, I'll tell you what, I'm not gonna do. And Give up my sauce. That means that makes sense. There's like, Ophelia's was down there at that yep, time. That was the, um, um, and a speakeasy. Speakeasy and well, it became a speakeasy during Prohibition. It was also a um a whorehouse. What yes. was the old term for that? Oh, oh a brothel. Oh, a brothel. Thank you. It was a brothel. <laughs> I was like, it's a whorehouse. I think it was a brothel first, and then a speakeasy when yes, when Denver eventually did Prohibition. So anyway, wild. So in the November election of 1914, okay. the Women's Christian Temperance Union, which we've all heard about. I think I even yeah. talked about them during Mother Jones. Probably. They were everywhere. We probably. I wonder if we even talked about them during Molly Brown. I, I bet. I bet. Um, so they were successful as they got Colorado voters to support prohibition um, with a vote of 129,000 to about 118,000. Okay. But in Denver County, it was rejected 38,000 against versus 29,000 for. Okay. So almost 10,000 people more voted against Prohibition. Okay. Um, and <laughs> I said Denver gets it, whether it's alcohol, cannabis, or shrooms. Absolutely. We're just we're just having a good time. The winters are cold AF here. 
you need the alcohol to keep you warm. Right. Yeah, 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 for sure. Especially back then, like you had your like your 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 furnace. And that's the city folk. Yeah. That's not the people in the mountains. Yeah. Well, and then another thing that people didn't realize about prohibition when it came to the 18th Amendment in the Constitution, like nationally, was that (laughs) same as what's happening politically today. The the differences between those who supported prohibition and those who didn't, it really Mm -hmm. was the cities versus people in the rural communities. So the rural communities were the white Protestant farmer people who I mean, honestly, the women were right. Like, their husbands were drinking whiskey every night and beating them. So it was like, there was a reason they wanted to get rid of alcohol. Yeah. But in the cities, the white Protestants, the good the good moral white majority in the rural areas, they viewed the city cities as, like, the immoral grounds of Satanism and, and horrible stuff. Because yeah. there were too many non-Christian immigrants moving in. Yeah. Um, you had people of color in all the cities, so that yeah. was just terrible as well. And then there were like women showing their legs or wearing pants, which I was like, you, you only get to pick one. Like you can't be mad at us for both, you know. Like, <laughs> if I'm wearing pants, my legs are covered, covered, right? But then if I'm wearing like my short little flapper skirt because we're entering into the 1920s, like let me live my life. Yeah. Anyway, so the fun thing about the diff when when prohibition was voted for in Colorado in 1916 or started in 1916. Yes. The fun thing was Colorado had with Denver County kind of had the same separation of church and state that the states have with the federal government. Okay. So. So they have what they called the home rule provision, which basically provided that a city's charter was organic for all local affairs and had priority in cases of conflict with state law. Okay. Denver County specifically, they granted the city council sole jurisdiction over local liquor traffic. So as long as the city ordinance passed by the council continued to authorize alcohol, there would always be a legal conflict between Denver and the state of Colorado. Okay. So basically Denver's city council could supersede the state rule. So Denver was like, you banned alcohol. We didn't. (laughs) So we'll continue to sell and drink and have a good time. But like Aurora, that's for you. That's That's, your problem, not ours. Yeah. Parker, that's for you. Parker County, that's your business, not ours. (laughs) Weld County, don't give a fuck. Do what you do, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So even though prohibition was voted into state law, Okay. By 1918, it was far from what the temperance movement called bone dry. Okay. So in 1916, when Colorado passed it, it was like there were there were um, loopholes. So religion was a big one. Um, primarily, I know they they specifically mentioned Judaism. So you have like the wine and what's it mm-hmm. called? Mer- Mereshevitz? Am I going to say that wrong? Probably. Mm-hmm. But you have like wine for religious purposes. I know in Catholicism you do as well. Yeah. So they were like, no, you know, we love Jesus. You can have your wine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then also medicinal purposes. I guess doctors and pharmacists would... Uh, prescribe various types of alcoholic tinctures for whatever malady you might have at that time so they're like those are loopholes laced with cocaine right so 1916 Mm -hmm. comes around and they're like oh we got loopholes now here's a we got loopholes so by 1918 the Mm -hmm. the temperance ladies were like no 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 we don't need any loopholes we got to get rid of all of this so they they voted to get rid to get rid of alcohol and become what they came what they called a bone dry state Oh, no. So we were too wet. (laughs) (laughs) Too wet, we got to get dry. We got to dry out. So the fun thing that happened in 1918, excuse me, you've got the pandemic coming in, right? Okay. People are sneezing and coughing and disease is spreading and everybody's dropping like flies, right? Yeah. And primarily in the military, which people don't talk about, was that on the military camps and stuff, that's where people were dropping like flies because it was spreading so much. Yeah. But do you know what else was happening in 1918 that America was like lit for? What? Good old fashioned war. Oh. Primarily yeah, yeah, yeah. World War One. 
Good. So the temperance movement used um, World War One as a means to uh, push the uh, like making alcohol illegal and make it a patriotic thing. And basically mm. what they advertised was instead of using our wheat, our wheat for alcohol, let's send it overseas to the boys for bread or something like that. So then, much like modern-day politics, they became the patriots of the country, the rural Christian majority of white people with okay. their good Jesus and whatnot. We don't drink alcohol, and also we support the troops, therefore we're better than everybody else. And then literally Colorado and Denver County voted to support it because of patriotism. That's wild. So then Denver, overnight in 1918, became bone dry. Just dry, dried up. Dried up. So then, fun fact, taking it back to 1960. Yeah. Prohibition starts in the state of Colorado January 1st. By okay. February okay. 1916, 31, 30 days later. Okay. You're going to love this one. There <laughs> was <laughs> an alcohol route, 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 that was just the doors kicked open from Cheyenne, Wyoming to Colorado. Okay. And it was because, because remember, remember, Prohibition wasn't nationwide. Yes. Colorado didn't have alcohol. Yes. So Kansas, Wyoming, I don't think Utah had alcohol either, but all the other yeah, surrounding yeah, yeah. states New were Mexico. like, we got liquor. Yeah, we'll give you some of ours. Yeah. So $3,500 a month in 1916. That was money. a lot. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about that. 1916, by, by within 30 days of Prohibition started, we had $3,500 of alcohol flowing just from Cheyenne, Wyoming, into the state of Colorado. <laughs> in 2020 dollars, that is $92,000 a month. It took 30 days for us to start importing almost six figures of alcohol into Colorado. Just from the city of Cheyenne. <laughs> I was like, people like booze. I love Denver. <laughs> we'll ne I love Colorado. Never, we'll so never much. change. We will never change. So, so you could take this whiskey from my cold, dead hands. Dead ass. And then, of course, because, you know, the police were in the pocket of the bootleggers. Yeah. They were like, we're not going to arrest you in Weld County. You can, you give us $20. We'll be fine or whatever. Yeah. So nobody was enforcing it. It was just flowing freely. But uh, six figures of money just 30 days in. Yeah. They were like, oh, it's illegal. Here's some money. So then Wild. let's talk about Colorado's favorite moonshine. Colorado during Prohibition 1916, our favorite moonshine was called Sugar Moon. That's fun. It was made by mixing 120 pounds of sugar with 50 gallons of pure Colorado mountain spring water. And one and a half pounds of baker's yeast, and then you would boil it for a couple of days, like 10 days or whatever, collect the steam, and then you just had pure sugary grain alcohol, sugar yeast wow. alcohol. Yeah. And it Is was that how it works? Is that how you make alcohol? Uh -huh. Do you collect the steam? Yeah. That's like the, bi the, alcohol, the alcohol. Bi yeah. The byproduct of it melting off and all that uh, stuff. Yeah. The yeast is what makes the alcohol. It eats all the sugar. Colorado is a really big producer of beet sugar. I don't know if people know that. Did not. So we actually use beet sugar in our road salt in the winter. Okay. It's how we like decrease our environmental impact. We don't use chemicals as much. Okay. So back in 1916, they were like, oh, yeah, we can just use all of our beet sugar. Another thing Coloradans did just in front of the police was California was like, oh, um, we're going to start importing a lot of grapes to y'all because y'all don't have no alcohol. And so the Coloradans would go to the grocery store and buy, and I'm going to read this as a quote, quote, families would buy grapes and then haul them away in cars, wheelbarrows, and uh, uh, baby carriages. <laughs> and then the police would say the amount of fruit purchased would indicate whether it was used for something other than eating. So we would just go buy grapes and make wine because we were like, I need booze. Why is that? It's everything that you're saying. I'm like, this is the most Colorado thing ever. Oh, yeah. We're just like. Like, I, I could see somebody doing that in 2022. Oh, yeah. Because remember, this is the state that before we legalized uh, recreational cannabis, yeah. we would have. 
full smokeouts on the campus of CU Boulder in front of the police. Yeah. Hundreds of people would gather. This is 2012, right? Yeah. Hundreds of people would gather on the grass. You could see the cloud of smoke from space. That's how thick and dense the weed smoke was. And we would illegally smoke in front of the police and be like, fuck you, man. This is Colorado. <laughs> this is what we do. This is this is our DNA. I claim it. But then I just also like the idea of like Clemens and Sue Ellen like trying to make <laughs> Clemens. Trying to make wine in their bathtub. Absolutely. And successfully, too. <laughs> and people did that forever. Like, my grandma um, on the East Coast, she would make blackberry wine. Okay. And then, like, fam- like I have members of my family who would make, like, root beer growing up. So yeah. it wasn't as uncommon as it is now. Mm-hmm. But the idea that you would take a wheelbarrow of grapes home. Wild. <laughs> just, like, walking down the street in 1916. And, like, how conspicuous That's is what that? the, the police were like, that's a lot of grapes. You're not eating that. You're not eating that. Like, you would be shitting for days. It's a natural, bo- if you guys didn't know, grapes are a natural laxative. <laughs> so, like, a wheelbarrow of grapes, you're flushing it out, you know? You're clean. You're emptied. Yeah. So then, let's talk about bootlegging and their two main mobsters in the Denver area. Okay. All right, so the two main mobsters. So, in, 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 um, in Chicago, during uh-huh. Prohibition, you had uh, Al Capone. Okay. Right. Yes. In New York, you had Lucky Luciano and his family, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In Denver, we had yeah. Joe Roma. <laughs> Any affili- affiliation to Roma's market? I, I, you know what? It might be worth a, a Google, but I don't think so. Maybe, but. That would be because they've been like a Denver staple for like since like the 70s, I think. Maybe. But it doesn't sound like he had a family. Okay. I'm talking about. Okay. And then we also had coming out of Pueblo, Colorado. So weirdly enough, during Prohibition, the most remote areas of the state, like the farthest, because mm-hmm. Colorado's massive. You have Pueblo way down south, Alamosa, you got Grand Junction way out west, hours away from yeah. the metro area. Lamone, and then you got Weld County. Right. And, yeah. It's so far away. So out of Pueblo, Colorado, we had Pete Carlino. Okay. So Pete Carlino was attacked multiple times. Of course, when Prohibition started, so did violent crime, specifically within the metro area. People just getting shot at. Yeah. Pete Carlino was one of those people. He was the lead bootlegger out of Pueblo, and his tale ended in a ditch alongside a lonely highway near Pueblo, Colorado. So he oh. was just straight murked and dropped in the side of the road. Okay. Joe Roma. Yes. Uh, his end was perhaps just as violent. Quote, on the evening of February 18th, 1933, Joe Roma was at home on bail, quietly playing a mandolin in his living room. Just <laughs> having a, a, a sound moment, right? Yeah. Suddenly, his tranquil setting was transformed by explosions of gunfire. 14 bullets pierced the frail 99 pound body of the Denver bootlegger. And he was found on his back covered with blood and clinging to the pieces of his shattered mandolin. The question of the 37 year old Roma's power had been settled. Wow. So same type of violent crime, but like a lot less of it than like Chicago and New York at the time. Finally, much like the rest of the country, uh, Prohibition ended uh, in 1933. The only difference was for Colorado, it ended in June. Okay. June 30th, 1933. All the statutory laws went out of effect. And then the 18th Amendment for the nation uh, was repealed in December of 1933. Wild. Yeah. So we had the exact same shit. It was just like. The most Denver. It was just Denver. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was just like wheelbarrows of grapes. It's wild. Like, and not even, not even trying to hide it. No, baby carriages of grapes. You bring your wheelbarrow to the market. Yeah. Loaded up with grapes, and you're like, oh yeah, got a barbecue cookout happening. Like, it's like ladies in their in their jeans, pants, and they're like pushing a baby <laughs> carriage, but there's no baby in it. It's just full yes. of grapes. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta feed little Bobby. No, you don't. No, you you're don't. making don't wine lie. at home, Brenda. That's Margaret. what you're doing. Yeah. 
So whiskey, whiskey and prohibition in Colorado. Wild. Oh. This has been an MVP podcast. My Village Productions.